Welcome back to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Shania, and we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Today's podcast is following on from last week where we spoke about acne, and this week we'll be talking all about acne scarring from what it is, the different types, our favorite treatments, products, and some frequently asked questions and myths we'll be talking about as well. Yeah, but first up, let's have a recap of our week. So Shania and I just got back from Sydney. We went to an Is Clinical event uh, where we met the founders of Is Clinical. We had an education day followed by a night of celebrations. And we partied. (laughs) So we're feeling a little bit rough around the edges, you could say. I feel like I haven't really slept since last week. So if we sound a little bit tired, we definitely are. (laughs) And we noticed over the weekend when we're tired, we now break out into an English accent. Yeah, it's so weird. So if we do break out into an accent, you know, it's probably... You know, we're a little bit tired. (laughs) I don't even know if mine's an English accent. I don't know if it's an accent. Anyway, it might come out of me. We'll see. (laughs) I was saying to Shania in the airport, imagine if when we're tired, that's our true self coming out. And if we're talking in a British accent... Imagine if we're actually British and not Australian and that this Australian accent that we put on is a fake accent. It's like when we're actually functioning, that's the accent that comes on. Who knows? That's how deep in thought we got into at the airport yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Our flight was delayed, so that's why. Five hours. So we're probably just a little bit crazy, really. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. So (laughs) the event, let's talk about Is Clinical, the event and our time in Sydney. I had such a good time. I think it's... An accumulation of, you know, good people. It was me, you and Sam, which um, she also works at Anigo Cosmetic with us. And I think we learned so much about the brand. It's so innovative and their products are amazing. We both love their products as well. Um, And it was really cool to get to know the owners as well. As well as their philosophy and what their brand is all about and also some really innovative things that they have coming up in the future. It was really cool to hear about how they're working for the Breast Cancer Research Centre in America. Yeah. And how they are working on a breast cancer vaccine as well. Yeah, super exciting things for them. Poor Shania was, she's a sober Sally, so she had to put up with Sam and I drinking basically the whole weekend. And I just want to say, you are the best sober person that I've ever been out with. I said that to you, was it yesterday I said that? I hate, no, I don't hate going out with sober people, (laughs) but it was like Shania just vibed off us. And go with the vibes. Yeah, she was like a sober drunk. You could say thank you. <laughs> yeah, you were fun. She was partying. She was dancing. Was. She was living her best life. Mm-hmm. Such a vibe. Loved you for it. <laughs> thank you so much. And you woke up with a clear head. Winning, winning. Exactly. Winning, winning. I meant to say winner, winner, chicken dinner, but whatever. <laughs> winning, winning. Same, same. I also, you know, got to dance with the owners of Is Clinical. We had mm-hmm. a little bit of a slut up on the D floor, you could say. It was Definitely. fun. Yeah. It was crazy. He was crazy. He was fun. <laughs> they were actually really fun and really humble. They were. Cool. They were good. Yeah. yeah. So should we jump straight into today's podcast episode, Acne Scarring? We shall. Awesome. So let's talk about what is acne scarring or how it comes about. Yeah. Do you want me to run through that? Yeah, you can go through Yeah. So acne scars are the result of inflammation after we have a breakout and it's basically your body's way of trying to repair your acne. There are kind of two different scars. So a scar can develop from either loss of tissue, which results in an indentation in the surface of the skin, 
or a scar that is raised on the skin surface, which is caused by your skin actually producing too much collagen. And that, you know, creates that little raised scar on the skin. So there's the atrophic scarring, which is the first type that you were talking about. And then the hypertrophic or keloid scarring. So let's talk first about hypertrophic scarring. Do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about that? So hypertrophic scarring is when there is a collection of skin cells, collagen and fibrous tissue. It creates a lump on top of the injury, the site of injury or inflammation of the skin. People typically get confused with the hypertrophic and keloid scarring. So keloid scarring is where the scar starts to Extend outside of the scar. Outside of the uh, site of injury or inflammation. These types of scarring typically occur with people who have a darker skin type. There's also the difference between the hypertrophic has a bit more of like a reddy tinge. Keloid scarring is a bit darker brown. So basically hypertrophic is what you're saying is just above the scar and is is lighter in color and your keloid is a little bit more more around it and is also darker. Cool. Interesting. Should we talk about the characteristics of atrophic scarring and the different types? Yeah, of course. So there are three different types of atrophic scarring. You've got your ice pick scarring. I actually didn't even know that this is why an ice pick scar was called this. Shania only just taught me before the podcast, but it's basically, can you tell us what it is? It's it's like an ice pick. So they use it to like break ice Mm -hmm. and because it's sharp. It usually appears as a small, sharp indentation that's wider at the skin surface and narrower into the point as it goes down into the skin. So yeah, yeah, resembles an ice pick. You've also got your rolling type scar. So typically found on the lower cheeks, jawline, where your skin's a bit thicker. And these indents have a sloping edge that makes the skin look uneven and wavy. Mm. Then you've also got your box scar. So box scars are an indent that have sharper edges and these edges go down deep into the skin and are more common again on your lower cheeks and your jaw. Another type of scarring that we commonly see in clinic is post-inflammatory pigmentation and post-inflammatory erythema as well. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the pigmentation side of things? So post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation happens after the inflammation goes and a pigment cell or cells accumulate where that inflammation was. So it typically happens when people either pick at the skin, if they're not looking after their skin and they go in the sun while it's inflamed, these pigment cells can be stimulated and then come up to the surface, which causes that pigment to show. So post-inflammatory erythema is a relatively new term and it's typically different to post-inflammatory pigmentation. I find that post-inflammatory pigment is for those with darker skin types and those with lighter skin types usually have that erythema. And it's generally, again, from people who pick their acne. It's an accumulation of inflammation, blood vessel dilation, and any damage to the blood vessels can cause those red and pink marks that appear on the skin. Those two types of acne scarring are typically the easiest to treat, in my opinion, because you can treat it with topical products, Mm. in-clinic treatments, whereas the other type of scarring, you're going to have to do a little bit more work to see a result. I think there was a stage when people got confused between the both of erythema and the pigment, yeah. um, post-inflammatory. I wanted to also touch on this can even happen after treatments if you're not looking after your skin properly or if the treatment is prescribed to the wrong skin type. Or, or even if your skin isn't prepped correctly yeah. for that treatment, then you can get hyperpigmentation or even hypopigmentation as well. Yeah. So should we talk about treatments? Yeah. Treatments yeah. and products for acne scarring. 
So let's start off with our atrophic scarring. There are a few different treatments that you can do for this type of scar. You've got your laser therapies, you've got dermal filler, microneedling, punch grafting, subcision, TCA cross, a whole heap of different treatments. You can start with your chemical peels. You've got your glycolic and salicylic, acid, salicylic acids, which help to remove the outer layers of the skin. They're typically not used for that super deep scarring, but you can use it if you've got a more of a shallower scar. You can also do dermal filler treatments where you use a very light form of dermal filler into a deep scar and that can help to lift that scar when it is indented. Yeah, and I've seen you do that in clinic a few times as well and they've had really good results. Yeah, and it's a fairly, I would say, quick treatment as well. Yeah, Yeah, very, very quick. You've also got your microneedling devices like Morpheus 8. I think there's like a Skin Infinity RF as well. And that creates a controlled wound healing response within the skin. And it helps to stimulate collagen production, things like that as well. So It great helps to break down like the scar, scar tissue. tissue as well, which is really important in those really deep scars. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit, because I actually am not familiar with these two treatments, but a little bit about the puncture excision and the punch grafting as well. Yeah, so I feel like this is a treatment where it's kind of gotten to the final point. They haven't seen much results with other treatments. So what you can do, the punch grafting, um, the punch excision, sorry, I'll start with that one first. So that one is where they actually use a punch like biopsy device to take out where the scar is Mm -hmm. out of the skin. And then they usually just stitch it up. So instead of like a deep scar, it just forms this little like a shallow, Almost like a shallow scar. And And then I guess you could go over it with like a microneedling device or something like that to help with that surface scarring. Exactly. There's also the punch grafting, which I guess this would be for a more severe type of scar. Typically, this is what they would use maybe on a body scar where they actually take that scar tissue out. They fully incise it out and then they take a graft from another part of the body so another skin and then they actually put that skin on the back into the scar yeah wow that's super interesting that made sense i think i've seen maybe um davin lim do something is that what you're referring to how he's done that on his instagram recently or that could be something Uh, that's i think i know what you're talking about i think that's something different that's the is that the milano oh yeah that is okay i'm talking about the wrong treatment but i mean kind of similar. it's, it's pretty much they literally like shave off the skin where the scarring is yeah. and then take another part of the body skin and then put it on that area. How cool. crazy is that? <laughs> and then the last few ones would be subcision. So I know that you've done this a little bit in clinic as well, I'm pretty sure. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, so this is for a type of scarring where there's fibrous tissue pulling down on the skin. So what we can do is go in with something like a cannula, which is a long blunt needle and pretty much break up that scar tissue, which will lift that skin and break those fibrous tissue from pulling down the skin. Super interesting. So the next kind of treatments would be for um, more of that surface type scarring, like your hyperpigmentation and your post-inflammatory erythema. So you've got your laser therapies like Lameca. And Lameca is a really powerful and effective treatment that helps to reduce and remove specific pigments within the skin from redness to spider veins to pigmentation. So it's an all-round laser that's really good for not only acne scarring, but your surgical scarring as well, like after your breast augmentation, body surgery, things like that. 
You've also got Heal Light, which you can use in the initial stages of treating not only the acne scarring, but your acne as well. You've got your Blue Light, which helps to kill that P. acnes bacteria. And that's also great to speed up the healing process within the skin, whilst also reducing inflammation and stimulating your collagen. So I find that Heal Light's really good in that initial stages of treating your acne scarring before moving on to your more advanced treatments like mm-hmm. Lameca and skin healing devices. So let's talk about micro needling devices. I'll chat about the more basic needling devices like your Dermapen and Skin Pen, and then you can talk about Morpheus A mm-hmm. and Vivace and your more advanced skin needling devices. Mm-hmm. So Dermapen, Skin Pen, they're just using tiny little micro needles to penetrate the skin. And that creates a wound healing response within the skin, which in turn stimulates collagen and elastin production. This helps with reducing your scars and also helps with fine lines, wrinkles, overall skin rejuvenation as well. Such an amazing treatment. It is. It's such an underrated treatment as well. I think so. Yeah, I feel like it's not even obviously just good for scarring, but it's good for maintenance. It's good for, it's, it's even good for, good like for breakouts. everything. Like even pigmentation, I find it's yeah. really good for. Yeah. So the Morpheus Aid is like the microneedling treatment, but on steroids. So you are microneedling, but you also have that radio frequency technology, which helps to further promote collagen and elastin production. And it also just think about, you know, your acne scarring where it's really deep. We are trying to break down that scarring tissue. And so treatments like the Morpheus 8, where it is more intense, you're going to see more of a result because of that intensity. It's also a deeper needle depth as well. So Dermapen is only, it's shallower compared to um, Morpheus 8. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely better for those deeper acne scarring or even like, you know, those more older clients that have, you know, that old scarring, but they also wanting that skin tightening as well. Mm. I find that Morpheus 8 is great for them because they're going to treat that scarring while also having that skin tightening result as well. Yeah. It's an amazing technology. So let's talk about our favorite treatments for ourselves that we've had previously done for our acne scarring. I am a lover of Dermapen and PRP. Oh my God, I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Twins, well, let's talk about it together. So I started getting, I think... Dermapen and PRP when at our maybe at our last clinic that we worked together that's when I started taking care of my scarring yeah yeah yeah. so obviously my scarring was not very deep it was very vascular I would say so I started doing my treatments um just for that surface scarring basically yeah 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 for me I really love just the Dermapen treatment by itself but I also do love doing that extra peel as well on top of the needling for someone who can take it and someone whose skin is really prepped for it it's bloody amazing so good <laughs> and for scarring as well because it does have mandelic acid which is also really good for acne as well obviously you wouldn't do dermapen on an active acne but after if they can take it so good yeah so yeah. I'm a dermapen and PRP type of gal and you're a dermapen and peel type of gal yeah <laughs> Alrighty, let's jump into ingredients so I know we touched on ingredients last week with acne and you're probably going to hear a repeat of these same yeah. ingredients because <laughs> When you're treating acne, these same ingredients will help the scarring as well. So you've got your vitamin C, which is a potent antioxidant. It helps to reduce redness, swelling, and it also will improve the appearance of your scarring by helping to accelerate collagen production and helping rebuild the skin structure. So really good for, I would say, post-inflammatory erythema and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Definitely. It's going to help to um, lighten the pigment as well if they're suffering with any post inflammatory hyperpigmentation or any kind of pigmentation after acne yeah yeah 
And then I would say vitamin A as well. So not only is it going to help with your acne, as you know, but it's also going to help with your scarring by effectively speeding up that cell turnover and boosting your collagen. I will just preface by saying that I'm more referring to like your hyperpigmentation and your post-inflammatory erythema when I'm talking about ingredients and topical products. Those who have like the box scar rolling and you know, those ice pick scarring. Yeah, you're going to have to have treatments with either your dermatologist or a practitioner to see a good result. I don't necessarily think that you're going to get amazing results out of your skincare when you have that type of scarring. I think it's good as a maintenance, but I think if you're expecting to see a big difference in, you know, the lifting of those scars, you know, don't expect your ingredients to do that for you. Yeah, exactly. It's going to help obviously with the overall skin rejuvenation and and it can help with your maintenance of your skin and preventing acne and things like that. But I don't think it's necessarily going to work for those deeper scars. Correct. And then my last ingredient that I think is important for everyone is SPF. So when we're treating acne scarring or even acne, you're obviously using acids and retinols, which are going to make you a bit more light sensitive. Um, So you definitely need to be wearing an SPF, but also for those suffering with pigmentation, if you go out to the sun, it's just going to make that scarring worse. Mm -hmm. If you're not protecting your skin and spf is the best anti-aging cream can't tell me otherwise (laughs) can't wait to do a podcast just on spf because we love it that much all right let's jump into our favorite products do you want to jump recommendations (laughs) yeah so should we start with vitamin a c let's go c c okay cool i have a list that i'm going to bring up right now Oh my God, you are prepared. I was like, um, let me just think of a few. I've like got two. You've got like, how many is that? Oh no, that's three. It's just some um, oh, notes little, yeah, notes. Okay, so my first one is the Pro Heal from Is Clinical. I bring this up in every single episode probably. I'm literally laughing as I'm looking at you because I'm like, yep, she's said it again. Of course, of course. So with the Pro Heal, you have your vitamin C, which is very concentrated, but it's also very healing because it has olive leaf extract. It has vitamin A that actually doesn't get absorbed systemically, which is amazing and a game changer. So that means like, you know, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, you can use You can use it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, not a very common thing. How common is pregnancy acne? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this. And I have taken a break from ProHeal for a while. (gasps) So Because I know. No. Well, you know why? Because you bought those products for me and I was trying them out. Yeah. So I was just using them for a while. But I went back to ProHeal when we went to Sydney. And can I just say that first day after using it, I could tell dramatically my skin's like overall texture and brightness and more even my skin tone was more even as well. I know you came out and you're like, guys, I've used <laughs> Pro Hill for one day and look <laughs> at my skin. You were just like, yeah. Being. And <laughs> even like the way that my makeup sat on top of it was so nice. Yeah. I don't know, just something about it. One of my favorite serums. Yeah. And that's why I bring it up in every episode. <laughs> I will just jump in as well to say that with Pro Heal, yeah. You know how people can be a little bit more sensitive to vitamin C and vitamin A? Yeah. This is a really good product for those that have that sensitivity to yeah. the C and the A because it's really anti-inflammatory. It won't make you break out. It actually assists with helping with breakouts. Yeah. Such a good serum. Okay. So my second recommendation is the Medicaid C Tetra. Really, really nice. Comes in second, I would say. It has a lipid-soluble vitamin C and it also is stabilized with vitamin E as well. It is quite concentrated. I think it was 20% vitamin C and it's the tetrahexyl ascorbate. So this is a lipid soluble type of vitamin C, which means that it's able to penetrate deeper into the skin. 
So amazing for brightening, amazing antioxidant effects for the skin. C is also really hydrating as well. So if you are, you know, going for the vitamin A's in your skin cycling, refer back to episode two. (laughs) This is amazing because it'll help with that dryness that the vitamin A might give you. Yeah. I feel like is clinical and Medicaid have some of the best vitamin C products on the market. Yeah, I know we love those two brands and people are going to get sick of us talking (laughs) about them, but I, you know, both of them have really good vitamin C. Yeah. And especially after coming back from Sydney on the weekend, hearing them talk about their C's and all the studies that they've done. Yeah. I'm like, now I love you even more. Yeah. Can I just say that it's really important as well to know where the ingredients are coming from. Like, we learned a lot from what Is Clinical was talking about over the weekend where you can buy all these products. There's so many products readily available for you and they'll all market to you that they have vitamin C. But it's like, where is that coming from? You know, yeah. what concentration is it? How The delivery system, the yeah. other ingredients that your vitamin C is paired with will also make a huge difference. But I think what Is Clinical, what I loved about Is Clinical is you've got your cosmetic grade and you've got your pharmaceutical mm-hmm. grade. A lot of people who are creating skincare are using cosmetic grade vitamin c which isn't the purest form yeah so what we're talking about here is if you to put it in your mind and make it make sense think about like a plant and it has the leaf and it has the stem and the stem doesn't have a very concentrated amount of that ingredient for example vitamin c that we're trying to go for so what is clinical will get because they're pharmaceutical grade is the leaf and they will only get the leaf parts out of the leaf that have the highest concentration concentration of the ingredient and say that costs $5,000 for a kilo, kilo, you know, whereas if you have the whole plant, it might cost $500 for a kilo. So yeah. that's why these products are a lot more expensive because they're actually taking the purest form Yeah, and you're going to get better results out of your products. Or 100%. Out of your, yeah. You're going to see it straight away. Such a massive difference. So something to take into consideration, yeah. little side note, but I'll let you go on with your favorites. All right. Well, I only have one vitamin <laughs> C and it is by Is Clinical. It's the Super Serum. So this is a serum that we recommend in clinic to everyone so well not everyone but most people we use it after our surgical scars so for breast augmentation abdominoplasties and things like that but we also use it for clients with suffering with hyperpigmentation acne scarring so it has a 15 percent concentration of next generation aliscorbic acid with a bioidentical copper tripeptide growth factor which helps to safely improve the look of hypertrophic scarring and also helps to even out the hyperpigmentation in your scars I know I said at the start of this that there wasn't really many products on the market that's going to help with those race scars or those depressed scars, but I think this is one that you should definitely give it a go. Definitely. I love Super Serum too. Love Super Serum. (laughs) I do have another few vitamin C's that I love. Like I love the SkinCeuticals Breakout Age Defense. I can't remember the name of it, but that's Mm. really good for an acne-prone skin. I find vitamin C personally it's such a hard product to mm, get right in, get right because yeah. it can make you break out so if you're you know if you're suffering with acne scarring you typically have an acne prone skin you don't want to go in yeah make yourself and break make out worse, even more yeah. just as you wanting to clear up your scarring so i think that super serum is great but i also agree that if you're still suffering with breakouts then pro heal is the way to go definitely yeah, yeah. Let's jump into vitamin A, my favorite. Yeah. Do you want to go first with products? <laughs> nah, you go. Okay. Because I feel like we, I don't know what oh, you're going to say. We're going to say, say the same thing. thing. Um, okay. Well, I'll start off with the Medicaid Crystal Retina. Oh my God. I'm going <laughs> to have to choose a different product. <laughs> oh, do you want to explain it then? No, you go. You okay. go. 
I'm going to choose a different product right now. <laughs> well, pretty much what I like about it, and we've spoken about this in previous episodes as well, sorry, but I like that it's also a step system so you can really get your skin used to it. You can start from number one and they go up to number 10 and they go up in concentration of the retinol, obviously. So you can kind of get your skin used to a retinol because it is a more intense serum and the consistency of it is kind of like a cream. Yes, it's I kind of like quite, it. Yeah, I like it because it's hydrating. I yeah. Find. yeah, it's and I notice a difference in the morning after I wear it that night. Yeah, and what I like about it as well is that it's a mix of the retinol, but also it has a couple botanical ingredient uh, extracts, um, which also is very calming for the skin. Love it. And I think it's great to mention as well, similar to Pro Healers, it's going to treat the acne as well as your acne scarring, so you can use it whilst you're breaking out and then you can keep using it whilst you're treating your scarring. Yeah. I honestly cannot think of another <laughs> vitamin A off the top of my head that I love just as much as the Medicaid Crystal Retinol, but well, I might as well just give you a different answer. Um, <laughs> the Rationale Number 6 Night Cream. Yeah. That is a vitamin A-based night cream and I think that's great for those who have a sensitive skin yeah. and are slowly wanting to introduce vitamin True. A into their routine as well because it is in a thicker base. Yeah, that one's quite actually really nice really nice yeah very luxurious it is luxurious yeah yeah (laughs) I just wanted to quickly jump back to vitamin c because I actually did have another product that had vitamin c in it which is also great for scarring is the murad invisi scar resurfacing blemish scar treatment Ooh, that's a really long name that is a very long name (laughs) so again kind of like all of the other products that we've been speaking about not only will it help with your scar it also will help with acne or ongoing acne that you may have so the murad and busy scar has your salicylic acid in there so as we mentioned last week it's oil soluble so it goes within the pore to clear out that breakout but will also help with diminishing that scarring on top of the skin surface it's also got I can't say this word. I was trying to pronounce it to you before, so you're going to have to help me, but Centella Asiatica. That, cool. (laughs) So that's a hydrating product, but it also helps to support the skin's microbiome and also helps to repairing the skin barrier. We all know when we have a healthy barrier, functioning barrier, our skin is just a lot better and performs better. Helps with evening out the skin tone, helps with pigmentation, helps with reducing inflammation. And yeah, so that's my, probably my top product for scarring nice yeah do you have any others so is the medicaid intelligent retinol 10 tr so is that the one that's in a oil based yeah it's like a brown jar it's yeah. like the most concentrated so it's one percent retinol so yeah. it's a very high concentration is it's it in one of oil the or is it in a serum I think it's in an oil base. I think it's in an oil base. Yeah. So it's supported by vitamin E. So it's very stabilized, which is awesome. And also the vitamin E helps with healing. It's also got squalane. Squalane? I don't know. I feel like Um, we say things differently. Yeah. (laughs) Tomato, tomato, tomato. Is it tomato, potato? What's the saying? Tomato. I think it's tomato, tomato. Yeah, that. Anyway, so it has squalane, which has moisturizing properties, which does help with the drying effects of the retinol. So for someone who is accumulated to vitamin A, this product is amazing. Next level. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to go try it now. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some myths and 
some things that maybe we don't agree with when treating scarring. Mm, I'm or, excited for this part. Yeah. <laughs> so my friend Paige messaged me the other day and was like, can I put toothpaste on my breakouts? Like, doesn't it help with my pimple as well as like the scarring? And I was like, Paige, Paige, I thought we taught you better than this. No, no, no. There are other products out there. So let's not put toothpaste on our face. No, let's not. I know it's like supposed to be like they're saying it's like a drying product or whatever or that. It's a myth. Yeah, yeah. It's a myth. Let's just put a salicylic spot treatment on our face instead. Let's. Yeah. (laughs) Bio oil, another one. I feel like, especially working where we do, where um, a lot of breast augmentation patients are like, can I put bio oil on my scars? And we're like, it's fine, but there's just not much in it. You can get way better products with way better ingredients that will do more for your skin. I also don't think putting bio oil on your face, if you're acne prone, is beneficial. No, You're probably going to break out. Yeah, I think what you said before as well was my main point with bio oil. I think it's just, you know, for the ingredients that you're getting, you can get way better quality products out there if you're wanting to treat scarring. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then home rollers. We, I feel like we might have – I think we spoke about this on the weekend and I feel like we have a slightly different opinion on this one. Yeah. Your anti-home roller. Yeah. I am kind of pro-home roller. <laughs> yeah. I think it just... It depends on the person. It depends. Basically, a home roller... There's been a few different home rollers that I've seen out there. Mm. So I know that people are buying that Dr. Pen on eBay, which is actually like a 1.5 to 2.5 millimeter needle. Mm. One, I would say absolutely not that you need to be doing a skin needling treatment in a sterile environment. So not only are you going to risk bacteria, infection, things like that, you have no idea what depth and if you're a consumer, you have no idea what depth to do at home to treat your acne scarring, how mm. often to do the treatments, what serums to put on afterwards. So when I talk about that, that's a no. Yeah. If we're talking about a home roller, which is a 0.5 millimeter, I think it's fine as long as you're not pressing it into the skin and wanting to create a lot of trauma. I would say just softly roll it, pop your serums on top to help with product penetration. And that's mm. kind of what we say here as well when we recommend it to our breast augmentation patients. Just roll it over there lightly so that your serum can penetrate deeper in the skin. You're not using your home roller device as a skin needling treatment. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think there's just a lot of people misusing it. And my thought process is that, you know, the way that it's made is that there's little points and on the roller and when you roll it over the skin if you think about where the needle's actually going in it's kind of making like a triangle in the skin so it's a big indent in the skin and I guess my worry is if they're you know number one not cleaning that roller correctly or if they're like pressing it into the skin to create like you know creating a lot of trauma they're creating a lot of inflammation you might cause pigmentation or you know bacteria growth and acne things like that. So I think if it's done right, if it's done lightly, it could be okay. But <laughs> you're even hesitant to <laughs> like, say that. You're like, yeah, it <laughs> could be. But I think, you know, I would rather just use your serums topically and get in clinic treatments. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode all about acne scarring. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our socials as well, Beauty Uncut platform. We're also on TikTok now, so follow us. It's beauty.uncut. And yeah, we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.